Matthew's gospel chapter number 8 verse 5 through 8 say ascending spiritual dimensions when Jesus had entered into Capernaum there came unto him a centurion a man of the Roman army that's looking after approximately 100 or more soldiers beseeching him the the soldier was begging Jesus beseeching him we spoke previously that as you grow in Christ as you grow in God you, you, you approached God those days on this level of begging. You used to beg. That was your relationship. You felt, you know what? God was not a father. You had to plead with him. You had to beg of him. You had to cry for help. But that's, that's not true. You grow out of it. Like the little shoes you used to wear when you were going to Montessori. Those shoes are no longer there, right? You're wearing a bigger pair now. You used to think God was such a wicked God that you had to beg before he can bless you. Lord, please bless my children. Who is God to you? So we overcame that level, that level of begging. You, your name is not Bartimaeus. Don't beg. Don't ask God as if you are a slave or a servant. No, your mentality is that of a son, a daughter. And a son and a daughter knows what belongs to them. When you know what belongs to you, you don't beg. You ask, you make requests, and you give thanks. You receive, you don't beg. But the centurion didn't know any of this. He begged. But after begging, he kind of understood that this begging thing is not working. So the Bible says, after beseeching Jesus, he said to Jesus, Lord, my servant is at home, very sick, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. That means my servant is paralyzed at home, immobile, unable to move, won't get out of bed. Some parents here are saying, it's just like my children, pastor. The man said, please, my servant is at home, paralyzed, sick, tormented, grievously tormented. Jesus, do something. You know what the Lord said? I will come and heal him. I will come and heal him. The willingness of Jesus to get to the location where there's pain. The willingness of Jesus to follow the pathway of pain and to go where the problem really is. He's an amazing Jesus. He's still the same yesterday, today and forever. He said, I will come and heal him. I will come. I will come. But you know what? This centurion knows something that a lot of Christians don't know. He said... I'm not worthy to, for you to come under my roof. But you, if you say the word, only speak it and my servant will recover. Now I want you to listen to me carefully. This centurion knew that if Jesus was going to come physically, it would take time. But if Jesus were to speak the word between the time the words left the mouth before it can fall on the ground, my servant will be healed. There's no time involved in this. Lord, I don't have time to wait for you to come to my house. Just speak the word. The power of the word of God always overpowers what time has done and what time can do. I believe this revelation was in this man's spirit. If Jesus were to come to my house physically, it will take him two hours. But if he were to speak the word, then and there my servant will be healed. So Lord, let's do it the faster way. Don't visit me. Speak the word. 
Now this morning I want to share with you the importance, if you are going to climb spiritual dimensions, it is so vital that you don't allow people's words over your life pull you down. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Let me try this side. Don't allow people's words spoken over your life, whether it be in an interview or whether it be at home, whether it be a loved one, whether it be a hater or an enemy, no matter what people say over you, against you, with you, to you, I want you to rise above it. This is the purpose of what the Holy Spirit is going to accomplish in the next 20 minutes. Whatever has been spoken against you, whatever has been spoken over you, whatever witchcraft has been done with mouths, it's going to be nullified in the name of Jesus. Someone shout, we're going somewhere. Only speak the word and you, my servant will be healed. The power of words. But in this case, I'm not talking about the power of your own words. No, 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 no. You're, 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 mis you're, you're mistaken it. I'm not talking about the power of your own words. That is also powerful. And that many people have addressed. But I want to address the power of spoken words by others over your life that can cause catastrophe or blessing. I want to show that to you today. Notice the centurion is not speaking the word over his own life. He's getting his Lord to speak. You catching this now? That means the people you give authority to, to speak over your life will determine your journey. Amen. You can't allow everyone to speak over you. You cannot. There are some things you have heard, you have accepted, and that's why you are like what you are. And there are certain words you have heard, you need to come out of that room and you need to rebuke those words and say, you know what? I nullify it. I abort it. I rebuke it. I command those words right now that were spoken. It shall not come to pass. I condemn it. You don't curse the individual, but you curse the word that was spoken against you. You don't condemn the individual, but you condemn the words that were spoken. The teacher would have said, this, this child of yours, what is this man? Can't do any work. You come out of the classroom. You don't rebuke the teacher. Some of you have done that. That's why you have, you're running out of schools now. You rebuke the teacher. Don't be foolish. You come out and you tell the child, don't worry my child. In the name of Jesus, your wisdom is increasing. That word she spoke over you, I rebuke it. It shall not come to pass over your life. So this is what we're talking about today. The centurion said, Lord, speak. There's something that you can say in this situation that will change my situation. Do you know this man recognized Jesus' authority to his authority? Do you know all of us may be Christians, but some of our words have more power over your life because of the authority we have. Maybe, maybe you don't understand what I'm talking about. You see, when we prophesy, when we prophesy and we come to somebody and say, you know, the Lord is about to turn things around in, in three weeks and two days. It'll happen just as I say it because of the authority that I have in God. But you might come and say, in the name of Jesus, 
in three weeks and two days it'll come to pass but it may not why because each of us have different levels of authority and the centurion realized he's talking to Jesus and he said Lord whatever you say now is going to happen so please can you say something do you know pastor Raja if the church recognizes the authority that you carry Instead of coming and asking you to pray over something, they should be saying, Pastor Raja, say something over this. Instead of saying pray, they must come and say, Pastor Raja, say. Because sometimes it is not what a man of God prays, but what a man of God says. I think I'm in the wrong place. Are you catching this? Are you catching this? Jesus didn't pray. Did you notice Jesus didn't pray? The man doesn't say, Jesus, please. Pray for my servant. He didn't pray. Say a word. This is another level. Huh? I said this is another level. Where you come to men of God, you must come to the right fellows. Huh? Today, Sunday, we are here. And church is happening all over this country. But the church mentality is, pray, 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 pray. Pray for me. Pray for me. No. Higher dimension. Please, man of God, say something. Say something. That's why I might come up to somebody and say, it is well with you. And just move away. And But if you're a little baby, you say, ayo, prekarinani. <laughs> you didn't realize who was speaking. Say the word and my servant will be healed. Today in Christianity, they feel very confident the longer you pray the prayer. The man didn't say, say the words and my servant will be healed. No, say the word is not like 10 paragraphs. I don't know whether you're catching this. Because today Christianity mentality is the more you pray with somebody, Father, in the name of Jesus. Now imagine, Father, I bring Marlon before your throne. Nice words. They must say nice words. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring Marlon before your throne of grace. Lord Marlon, M-A-R-L-O-N. Marlon, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you love him, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless him, bless him, bless him, Lord. Lift him up. And Lord, as he starts work in a new place, prosper him. The name of Jesus, keep enemies away from him. Increase his salary, make him permanent very soon, Jesus. And Lord, he's a good child, but make him even more gooder <laughs> and better and greater in life. Lift him up, Lord, promote him, prosper him. Lord, let the anointing flow from the crown of his head. These are the things you like to hear from the crown of his head. Let oil just drip like gold, Lord, right to the tip of his toes until he knows that you love him. They love to hear this kind of stuff. And the more you hear this kind of stuff for 20 minutes, that's when you feel, that's a fantastic pastor. It's a fantastic pastor. He really prayed for me. When the centurion came to Jesus, he didn't say pray. He didn't say say a lot of words. He said speak the word only. Instead, a real man of God on that authority will come and say, don't worry. In three months, they'll be talking about a, a higher place to give you in that office. Amen. That's it. Instead of the Father, in the name of Jesus. You know that I just prophesied. Ah, huh? oh, that's it. That's it. I just prophesied. Say the word. My servant will be healed. Listen to me now. 
the power of your own words have a lot of effect over your life, okay? But a lot of people have not told us how the power of other people's words, if we are not careful, how that can affect your life. So can you give me 15 minutes to explain this so you can do something about it? But you don't realize the reason why your company is failing is because one of the... I want to say jokers. I, I don't, <laughs> one of the guys that you kicked out of the company before leaving, he said something. And before he said something, he had met somebody. So before he left your office, he said... And he walked out. And ever since then, for the last six years, you've been trying now to lift up your company. What you don't realize is, there have been words spoken over your company that you need to locate, annihilate, subjugate, and put it away so that you can move up. Words that other people say over you. The reason for this is, number one, is because the spiritual realm operates through words. Psalm 107 verse number 20. You're ready now? 13 minutes. Give me 13 minutes. huh? 13 minutes. All, all with me now? Okay. Now watch. Psalm 107 verse number 20. He sent his what? Word. And he healed them. Now watch this. No mention of laying on of hands. No mention of oil. No mention of fasting no mention of come and you know oh my goodness the things you know some some stuff that i want to say i had to hold myself from saying it some of the craziness in our country when it comes to christianity pastors are taking advantage of the flock you know what advantage ignorance ignorance of the flock if they are sick they'll go okay now friday saturday sunday you must come you must fast for 12 hours sin you must fast for 12 hours every day, okay? And you must come every day with an offering, okay? And you have to come like this. You have to stay here, okay? And on the fourth day, God will heal you. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense gone on rampage. It's a lie. Doesn't work like that. The way healing takes place, one of the ways is when I come to someone that is unwell, the Lord moves my gut to feel what they are feeling, the pain that they are going through. And once I sense that, the anointing of God wells up inside me like rivers. And all I do is I stretch my hands and I say, be healed. And the word I say at that moment becomes the vehicle that carries the virtue and all that that individual needs to get well. It is completely spiritual. That means, watch this, watch this. Have you seen vehicles transporting goods when, a, when someone moves from one house to another? All the cupboards and the mattresses and uh, remember those days. May the Lord deliver you from that in the name of Jesus. You're not receiving it. I'm, I, I'm in the wrong place. There's a limit to being 
moving now, house movers, movers. What a, what a, what an embarrassing sight that is. When you're driving and you see these two men in sarong, one leg on top of the other on a chair, and one chair on top of another, and this cupboard and mattress, and the mattress has about 23 stains. <laughs> Come on, I'm, I'm preaching here. Am I talking your story? Some of your old stories. You got to look at that and say, there's nothing good about this. Lord, settle us in a house we didn't build. Give us a well we didn't dig. Give us trees we didn't plant. You are better than people have preached. And these vehicles are transporting goods. That's all that the vehicle does. Some vehicles transport passengers. Words transport virtue. Words transport power. Therefore, they are not simply just A, B, C, D, E, F, G put together and someone is saying something. No! Words are vehicles that transport power, presence and virtue. Whether in the positive or the negative. Are you here? So the spiritual realm operates on words. Now what did I do to this child? I said, as you start work in three months, they'll be talking about you. They'll be talking. Till then they won't talk. In three months, they'll be talking about moving you and talking about something new. They'll be talking about it. Are you hearing this? Now those, my words became a vehicle that transported something into his future. That's how the spiritual realm works. I'm in my prayer room and you don't know the stuff I do. You will see next year, ah, South Africans are coming. You will see, ha, Japanese are coming. Wait, wait, hold on, 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 hold on. Oh, 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 hold on. Then you will see Indians, you see Pakistanis, you'll see all these people coming. And then you'll say, Pastor, Sividu, how did this happen? What you don't know is, consistently in my life, I'm operating from a place where I am speaking. Father, I thank you. Nations are coming. Because I'm moving things in the realm of the spirit through what I'm saying. Money is coming. Church is growing. People are being blessed. People are promoted. People are walking in divine health. I'm saying it. Under the anointing of God, I'm saying it. And people who are under this canopy is to whom those words will have power. Yes. 